0: on the surface yoga is all about how to do poses you go to a class and the teacher tells you how to place your foot where to put your arms new students look around they see what other people are doing and they think how did they do that you go online you look up things about poses you see how to do a pose there's tons of instagram pages now there's tons of books there's tons of resources About how to do poses but the deeper thing that's happening in the yoga class is the question of when to do the poses when where and why is a pose in a sequence in a certain place why would you put child's pose in the beginning or the end of a sequence why not a third of the way through why not the middle what are the energetic effects of doing child's pose in the beginning, middle, or end of a sequence? And why are we saying to do certain cues for certain poses? So these are the deeper questions of yoga, and these are the things I've been exploring in the Deepen Your Yoga Practice series, which is still available right now for a very limited time at quietmind.yoga deepenyourpractice, or click the link in the show notes. That will be taken down very soon, but we've got a free bonus training happening tomorrow on Tuesday at 11 Pacific time, and one more on Thursday at 11 Pacific time. That'll be the last day to check out the free training. It's been amazing. We've had people join from all over the world, and in the Deepen Your Practice section of the training, part two, I talked a lot about this, about the when, where, and why to do poses, not just the how. The how is important, it's very interesting. That's how we get to integrate anatomy and physiology and alignment and all this. And that is really the surface. That is the anamaya kosha. That is the surface layer of the body before we get into the deeper aspects of the spirit, the breath, the mind, what's happening underneath the surface. And everything you do in a yoga practice has an energetic effect. It can be increasing energy. It can be decreasing energy, it can be expansive, it can be contractive, it can be opening or closing, grounding or elevating. And we have a choice in how we do the pose. That's the how to. But beyond that, why we're doing those different how to's is very important as well. So how are we rooting our feet or raising our arms or rotating our arms or legs? all of those things have energetic effects. And when we become aware of that, we become aware of how the class is taking us on a journey through a transformational process. And yoga is a transformational process. It is used to purify the body so that we can more clearly rest in our true selves. Because the body sometimes gets in the way of that awareness of ourselves those deeper layers beneath the anamaya kosha the first of the five sheaths of awareness that can sometimes mask our ability to see our true selves underneath all of that the anandamaya kosha the bliss body at the center of that so i go into the things like the koshas and much deeper in my teacher training and the teacher training is now open for a limited time And I go into experiencing and embodying all of these deeper aspects of the koshas, the chakras, the doshas of Ayurveda, the teachings of Ayurveda and Vedic astrology, integrating those into your classes as a practitioner and teacher. It's divided into three phases of learning from learning yoga in depth to deepening your practice to sharing what you've learned over three seasons And that is where I get to share the real embodiment and experience of all of these topics. But in the free series, I'm giving you the full roadmap. So whether you work with me or not, or you work with someone else, or you never hear from me ever again, that's fine. I'm just happy to share this stuff because it's what I wish I had years ago of starting to learn all of this and like trying to see where it all fits together and learning pieces of everything. And I've had amazing teachers. I've been super grateful and fortunate for those teachers and they've given me different pieces of the puzzle. But what I didn't have was the sort of overview, the big picture. How does it all fit together? Oh, I see. All of these topics over here could fit into this category. And I found that every single thing in yoga that you could possibly learn could be distilled into 10 simple skills that you can build mastery of over time. And mastery just means that you've practiced and embodied and experienced it to the level where you could... Teach about it without any preparation. Like Nobody needs to uh, teach you. You don't need to read a book. You don't need any preparation to brush your teeth. You actually have mastered that. You got that one down probably at this point. But more subtle things like working with grounding energy or elevating energy or expansive energy or contracting energy. Knowing the movements of the spine. Knowing the alignment of different poses. Knowing how to sequence things to have an energetic effect. Right. These more subtle, esoteric, complicated things take time and they take practice. They take working with other people, seeing the effects and impacts and then adjusting and then trying again and then seeing that you fail and try again. And there's a lot of that kind of thing. And that's why in my teacher training, I have people start teaching on day one, which everybody's always a little bit scared of. But then by day two, they're just like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did it. It was so much easier than I thought it would be. And it opens up so much possibility because now you're in this new phase of life where you have this ability to share your practice, which means that you receive and then you can give it away and then you can receive more and you can like open and it's like you think of if you have your hand holding like uh, say money, you're holding money in a fist and your hand is closed, you can't receive any more. You can't hold any more because your hand is closed. But when you open your money, when you're generous, when you donate, when you give, open up and there's more space to receive you've probably experienced this i've experienced it so many times like so many times i'll like donate an exact amount of money and then that exact amount of money will come back to me from somewhere else out of nowhere Uh, just these amazing kind of synchronicities of trusting the universe trusting that giving is receiving and then you receive and then you give and that is a big part of the karma of being a teacher that you receive these things so you can share them and then you can receive more and then you have more to share and it just keeps going and going like that until sometimes you stop sharing and then you stop receiving and then you remember again and you keep repeating. Uh, so this is part of the path of being a teacher and then you might not feel like you want to be a teacher. Maybe you're interested in a teacher training and that's where I was when I started. I didn't think I wanted to be a teacher at all. I thought I just wanted to learn this stuff maybe i would share with some friends and that's what so many people say that come to my teacher training and so many i've talked to over the years they just want to deepen their own practice and then they ultimately realize by the end of that how much they love it and want to share it and how valuable it is how much it changes your life then you can't help but want to share it with others but some do just do it for themselves and there is so much power in that and then rather than teaching yoga you be yoga and you embody it and you take on the energetic awareness and energetic imprint of those practices so you go to your job and people are like what is she doing there's something different about her whatever she's doing i want to do that and then they will end up coming to yoga classes and they'll pick up on your being the yoga and not just teaching it and you can do that too just by being a teacher if if you are an actual teacher it is even more important that your presence transmit the, the frequency of the teachings so you're not just teaching concepts you're not just teaching how to you're embodying it you've experienced it you're transmitting it through your presence through your words through your actions it comes across even when you're at your worst even when you make mistakes and fall and you forget you become angry resentful tired whatever you can bounce back from it you don't get stuck in it you don't hold on to it you practice aparigraha non-grasping you practice ahimsa non-harming you ask for forgiveness you apologize you make amends you work through these things so you have these skills these deeper aspects like the eight limbs of yoga embodied that is what's possible that can heal generations of lineages of wounding and trauma and abuse and neglect because you chose to change that you chose to not just take that on to not just react but to choose how to respond to slow down to connect to yourself That is so much of what yoga is about, of slowing down and connecting to your true self and living and acting from that place. And it takes time. It takes going deep. It takes patience. It's like catching a big fish. I don't fish, but I hear, so I understand. It's like, you got to be patient to catch those big fish. You can't just throw down a line and like just catch one right away. That's rare. It's really like people spend hours out there fishing, waiting, and like letting the whatever the line i guess go deep (laughs) to catch the big fish that are deeper in there and that metaphor works for like catching the bigger fish of deeper insights right these deeper insights don't come from just sitting down to meditate for a few minutes every now and then it comes from a depth of consistency in your practice of time spent on the mat time spent in study in svadhyaya self-awareness Ishrai Pranidhana, surrender to a source or higher power or God or something bigger than yourself beyond your control. That kind of depth of awareness and practice opens up amazing insights, like things that no one else has realized before, things that have not been taught to you by your family or history, things that come through insight. All of these yoga teachings come from that. The rishis, the ancient seers and sages of India, are the people who sat in meditation and received this wisdom? They channeled it, and they shared it with others. And then these people wrote it down, and that became that's what became the Vedas, the source text of yoga. Where the Vedas from the Vedas comes Ayurveda, Vedic astrology, yoga, deep meditation, contemplative practices, mantra, mudra, so much, really all of the roots of the yoga teachings come from the vedas and that came from people who sat in deep meditation they had an immensely deep practice right we want to talk about deepening our practice that is a the best model there's no better model than that of these people who dedicated their lives to sitting in practice and now you might not be called to that i'm not particularly called to that level of depth myself like i want to live in the world i want to experience the world and travel and have friendships and community and these kind of things and i like that householder experience of having yoga be part of it in service to being out in the world and being part of the world and experience humanity but there we can learn from that we can take that to our practice as a model as an inspiration of what's possible that level of depth of what can happen when we do tune into these deeper insights even just for a couple hours a week, right? Like in my teacher training is a year-long mentorship and we just meet live for two hours a week and there's two hours of pre-recorded content. So for four hours a week, just committing that little bit of your 168 hours you have every week to choose how to spend your time, to just dedicate four hours and then your own practice outside of that, you can go deep, right? You, we underestimate what we can do in a day, but we, uh, or we actually, we, we underestimate what we can do in a year and we overestimate what we can do in a day. So we think we'd want to try to do so much in one day and put so much on our to-do list. But if we think just a little bit more long-term, we think about a year's time, what's possible. It's immense. Like we, we can cover a lot just with that consistency of doing something for a couple hours each week, you can go really deep. I've been in a lot of containers like that with that kind of similar timeline and found them to be incredibly effective. And I feel like that's what's needed right now in this time and this energy that we're in in the world right now with all the big changes of the past couple years, all the uncertainty. Like I know that is so needed to have this container of community and connection and mentorship through all the ups and downs over the next year to like process it all, to use these yogic principles and practices to navigate it, to use this depth of practice as an anchor to come back to and go deep within of what's needed now. That is so needed right now. It's so important to have those kind of practices and that kind of support right now. So that's why I'm offering it that way. And again, if you haven't checked out any of this, go to in your practice. Check it out. There's six hours of free training there. There's about to be a couple more starting tomorrow. I'll be doing another free training. You can join us live if you see this in time. Uh, but if you miss it, you'll be on the waitlist for next time. So you can still check it out if you catch us later. And you can join the waitlist for the next YTT as well. I do have over 1,088 people on the waitlist for the teacher training this year. And only 18 spots to join. So it likely will sell out and fill up. So if you want to be part of it, you can join now before thursday when enrollment closes at QuietMind.Yoga/YTT, that's where you can check that out and i really just want to give you this space to go deep into your practice to explore the when where why as well as the how to do all the poses to do the deeper practices of ayurvedic practices like dhanacharya studying and embodying the eight limbs of yoga which is so much in itself deepening your practice and study, and embodiment of anatomy and alignment, physiology, exercise science, so much cool stuff in there. And every year I'm learning new things, integrating them into the teaching. And I've been doing these deeper health and wellness trainings and experiences for over 19 years now. And I've taught over 7,000 hours of classes and that practice and embodiment, I hope my intention is to transmit that to the people I work with through my teacher training so that you know what it's like to work with that many people, to work with that many classes, to be able to give that to your students, to carry it on and to carry on through the lineage of Krishna Macharya, through my teachers, to you and to your students and beyond for years and years to come. We are in an amazing time where these teachings that were hidden and so obscure and esoteric at krishnamacharya had to go to these different caves and study with these masters and take so long to learn all these things they didn't have videos and pdfs and resources and community and, and able ability to meet with people all over the world at once like it just blows me away right i'm so Uh, grateful to get to have been in my ytt before all this online stuff even existed where it was just like this tiny there's a couple websites there's a couple youtube videos it's so hard to find yoga online that has always been part of my drive to make yoga online so accessible that's why i made one of the first online teacher trainings before 2020 before people even knew that was possible to learn yoga online Uh, i felt like that was the direction it was going and I always have this. I think one of my gifts is knowing the direction things are going. Like, what direction is the practice of yoga going in society? What role does it play? That's such a question that is so important to me that I imbue that into my teachings of like what you need to know to know how to serve students for generations to come that is in the next phase, the next iteration of what is present now. Like, how do you teach online? How do you create online offerings? How do you create an online business? How do you create a career doing only work you love? Like, yes, you can make a living, a great living, just teaching yoga, just doing work that you love and care about, helping people with these amazing teachings. Right, there is valuable, if not more valuable, than healthcare, which people make incredible livings doing that, uh, but yoga teachers often undervalue themselves. Right, so when you have this depth of practice, this deep transmission of what is possible, people can sense that and pick up on it and know that it is valuable. And they can feel that in your presence. That is just another layer of how important it is to have this depth of practice. Uh, So it's about knowing yourself. It's about knowing what is under the layers of our ego and our identity and the masks we put on and the clothes we wear and the identities we assume to get to your true self. And in your true self, there's so much clarity. There's so much presence. There's so much healing and for yourself and for others and that's what i want to provide in the teacher training in all my offerings and what i'd really like you to take from this podcast is to tune in to the energetic effects of everything you do not just in your practice but outside your practice how are you breathing right now all right what are you doing right now listening to this are you doing five different things Are you feeling a little overwhelmed? Maybe you could slow down, ground, eat some grounding food, go for a walk, have a little spaciousness in your day, right? Are you feeling really grounded and present already? Maybe you need a little movement. Maybe you've been inside all day, right? What's the energetic effect of listening to this podcast? Hopefully it's inspiring in some way. Hopefully it's energizing in some way, motivating you, inspiring you and your path. And where do you see yourself in the year from now? Like, take all those possibilities of what you could do today but imagine like what you could do in a year from now i just messaged a student from one of last year's trainings and i hadn't talked to her in a year i told her i'll check in with you in a year i want to see where you're at and you know come back and check in on your attention and she's like oh my god so much has changed and she's leading retreats around the world now right her teacher training with me was the first one she'd ever done all online and now she's leading retreats in Costa Rica and all over North America and teaching classes in person and online. And it's really cool. So I'll actually be interviewing her soon and sharing that on the podcast because I was so happy to hear that. And that's the kind of thing that's possible in a year of deep practice that you might not think of and you might not even think is possible for you. Like she didn't think, she's like, how is this even like, can I really learn yoga online? And right, don't I need this? And don't I need that? And. Like, will I be ready? And 100%, like I knew by the end, yes. I would ask you to sub any of my classes. You got this. And that's where I want to bring all of my students to come through my trainings. And that's what I hope for you as you listen to this episode, that you have a sense of like the energetic effects of what you've heard today, what you do in your practices, what you do in your life, and where that's leading you today, tomorrow, a year from now, five, 10 years from now. Like what is possible when you tune into your energy and choose to create from that place of intention. And where you put your intention directs your attention. And then what you put your attention on directs your awareness, your thoughts, your choices, your behavior, your actions, and creates your future right now, just by where you put your attention because of the intention that you've set. So hopefully this is inspiring for you. Again, check out quietmind.yoga/ytt if you want to join us in this year's teacher training. It's only open one time this year. We've got a whole year immersion together and we've got an amazing group that will be joining us. Space is limited and it likely will sell out. So if you want to join us, enroll now before enrollment closes this Thursday at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you for listening to the Quiet Mind Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. Hope you have a great week. I look forward to sharing more with you next time.